You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. Uh, we're here at the back table of The Comedy Cellar. My name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar. I'm here, as always... With my very good friend, Mr. Dan Natterman. Oh. Speaking of as always, uh, I won't be here next week. I'll be in Aruba. As almost always. And uh, we have uh, with us today, Jack Holmes is an associate editor of news and politics at Esquire.com. Wow. Yeah. We do? have Liz Mealy, who is a newly passed comedian at the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. And wow. a radio legend, Mr. Jackie Martling is here, everybody. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, so it just just to tell you that so just literally the day that Stephen told me he he was in touch with you, I said you know when Jackie was here I really hit it off with him I really liked him, and I've been so busy I should contact him and invite him down not even for the radio just to come hang out and literally that day Stephen said that you would uh, is that did I pull my chain I, then I, I told you that, as soon as he texted me I'm like my friend I'm, Phil called me and said hey the the comedy seller was thinking of trying to get you in in Las Vegas. And I said, well, I, I might have Gnome's info, but I don't know. And I looked, and I didn't have anything. And I, and I said, what? And I just wrote to Steve and said, I would love, love to do that podcast again. I'm, I'm telling, it's been long enough that I told myself, well, if they didn't want me back, you know, who cares? It's been long enough they're going to forget. So, no, I, so I, he said, come on in sometime. And I said, fine. How about Wednesday? And I, and I did, I did Anthony today, so this is perfect for me. Steven wants to say something. Go ahead. Well, so if there's any doubt about what's holding this show together, it's it's producer Steve, right? All right. Steve, Steve is trying to get You're some credit. You're an idiot. I called you. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Speaking of Vegas, uh, yeah. I did want to mention that the Comedy Cellar won an award or something, or some sort of... Uh, the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas All right. won yeah. something. What did it win? I, 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 it's, I didn't think it opened yet. It's already it's open. It's open. It's open for two months. It won, I don't know, a Vegas... Well, you Ma- posted on Facebook. No, I did not. Somebody posted... Well, the Comedy Cellar account posted Vegas. I didn't. I, I, don't, com- I don't. I don't follow us. Ve- Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Vegas. <laughs> they won best comedy club in the whole yeah. West Coast. It was. It, it was no. There was. It was voted by some magazine. Vegas, I think Vegas magazine, magazine was voted best, best comedy, comedy club. import. To which I responded on Twitter, "What's a comedy import?" I, I don't know. Which I did I not get a response back. Are imports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they stay much longer. <laughs> like I just. But I feel like that's what they do. They import a show. It's there for three to six months. Or longer, depending on how well they're doing. But that's I think everything's an input. Yeah, I don't even know who we were up against. It's like saying Celine a New Yorker Dion. is a transplant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen, we have we have a, a real... Uh, wait, wait, also, I, wanted, yeah. I had one other yeah. thing I wanted yeah. to bring up, Noam. It was Noam's birthday recently. Happy birthday! Not going to get into his age. He posts on Facebook, but he's only in his 50s. He's in his mid-50s. We'll leave it at that. He posts on Facebook, I don't know how many birthdays I have left, so I'm how grateful. Many, how many more laps? So I'm yeah. grateful for all the love, whatever he said. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you at your age talking like that? Well, and as, bumming everybody out to I'm boot. I'm 70 and I don't type that. <laughs> well, listen, what the hell's wrong with you? T- you want an honest answer? Yes. I have three young children, six, five, and one. And on my mind all the time is, is wanting to be around to see them through at least an age where I feel that... that, that um, to launch them. Yeah, that the diminishing returns on having a, a father in life, is, that it wouldn't, that they'll be marginally affected by my demise. And I see around me, you hear all the time, of, you know, people's lives falling short at young ages and, and every, you know, and I just, you can't, I think that way sometimes. I'm like, you know, I just, it's on my mind. I just hope I'm around. I hope I'm around. 
Well, you're bumming me out when you say those things. And the last I'll, time I did this show, it was uplifting. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Listen. Well, we'll try to we'll try to bring it back. I'm just <laughs> I'm gonna uplift. Now, Jack Holmes wrote. Now, I heard you're a real uh, extremely left wing in your politics. That's the rap what? on you, Liz. I was, what, that I'm a feminist and I speak my mind? How does that make you extremely left-wing? I think that just makes me a person. Uh, that's, that, you're making my point for me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way a lot of conservatives talk. So anyway, but uh, he, he's an authentic Trump-bashing uh, journalist. And, but he's very young. How old are you, Jack? 26. Oh, but, but I want to so ask Coco and then we're open for a discussion. But the latest thing. Now, you tell me where I'm wrong. So Donald Trump was, uh, was Donald Trump, and he's sleeping with women. Consensual relationships. He's a rich dude. We all know lots of rich dudes or comedians. Or the, it's like Dove Davidoff running for president. We all know men and whatever, whatever it is. None Any, of women, anybody who can. Anybody who can. Then he decides to run for president. And these women now want money. They say, hey, you know, maybe I can come forward with, with these stories. So he looks for ways to pay them off. To me, he's the victim here. What, why, why is he, like, what did he do wrong here? So one, my first thing I would dispute is that I'm a Trump-bashing journalist. I would say that I'm observing the world as it's happening and reporting So why, so why did you mock but when I said he's the victim here? Because, and I don't see any way in which he's a victim. First of all, I just told the, you, he the do, violation he, wait, wait, is wait, possibly wait, a campaign finance wait, wait, law well, violation. Okay, well, leave that aside, because I, I, I have an answer for that, <laughs> so you're too. Ju you're just talking about these women that he, he had consensual relationships. Saying, Are they saying they were consensual? I'm saying if I have an affair now with a woman, if I have an affair with you. and, and Oh, and, so that's, first of all, just saying that, Noam, could get you me too right, right out uh, of here. If I had an affair with Steven. Yes. And, 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 yeah. um, and, and in five years from now, I run for president. And he comes back and says, listen, I, you know, I, have, I have some evidence that you and I had an affair, and I, give me 100 grand, and, and I, won't go to, I won't go to the newspapers. I'd be a victim. So of, that's also not how it happened, though. They didn't try and shake him down. They were just going to tell their story to a news outlet. Why were they telling this? Really, that's, why were they telling this? Because there's news? money to be made. It's America. Uh, why, right, why is there money to be made? Because See, he's running, I don't have an issue. Why is there money to be made? Because he's running for president. Yeah, and I don't so, have, by the way, I'm gonna, I don't have an issue with his private life. So, you don't, so, so, up to the, so, so forget about, let's, present, let's just pretend for a second there's no FEC issue. Just yeah. for the sake of argument. Okay. Would you agree, without that, he is the victim here? I don't think he's the victim. Well, tell me why that's not. That's the wrong terminology, I would say. These... What has he done wrong? This is a guy who's made money in every way possible in America. Many Don't of them change below. the subject. That's yeah. And they, what are they? Are they doing something that's below that level of you know morality and legality? You're not coming to me with anything. I'm saying the guy did nothing wrong. He's having a consensual affair. Then years later, so they, what if, but what the did woman, they do wrong? The women want money. No, he. And, they didn't ask him for money though. They just went to sell their story to a paper. They didn't have to take the money either. The point is that yeah. well, I think he's also, not doing anything wrong. Well, I mean, is first he? of all, first of all, he's in a marriage, so there is somebody that believes yeah, that's that it's the is. only person there that is. should matter oh, to. Oh. Well, there is infidelity, which is fine. I mean, that's your business. That's like that's yeah. like somebody coming in and being like, I don't want gay people to ma be married. Why? It's not your business. Why do you even care if gay people uh, and, get married? And, and besides, and, and every president. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So who cares? Yeah. Who cares that he cheated on his wife? Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you're an important person who is making astronomical mistakes and you have something to lose. There's, you know, NDAs. There's all these other kind of ways of covering your tracks. That's why you tried tracks. to get them to sign, to sign NDAs. Okay. Well, and then, then they did sign it, no, but then no. he might have violated the NDA when Michael Cohen made, Maybe, made I'm, public I'm the saying, existence saying, of the I'm NDA. I'm just saying that the idea that a guy who had a consensual affair now finds himself in a predicament where he has to pay the woman to keep quiet, he is. this is not an evil 
intent of a guy. This is the guy saying, oh, shit, this woman is not going to be nice enough to keep what was private between us private. She's going to try to put money in her pocket at my expense. I'm going to try to intervene to pay the money so I'm not but it hurt. Is a little and now, weird. now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bad guy for trying to protect my reputation. But That's a victim. But isn't that weird? But you, you're making it Let like the a black show and white. that he just rolled his eyes. I'll take that as I'm right. It's a lot weird, but who cares? But it, but it's I, like, Jackie, am I right? Okay. I about, hate Trump, but this is so beside. Am I right? Who, who, I, so, who cares about it? How, you know? how do you well, grapple that? Unfortunately, then? people do. But See, this is now I'll give you the FPC. Go ahead, yeah, Liz. Liz. I was just saying, you're just making him. You're making him like this one-dimensional character. Like he doesn't have any other influence in any other way. If you put, you know what I mean? Like you can be a person that has an affair, has just happens to have a lot of money, has no policy in life or whatever. Yeah. And that's you're narrowing him down to that. But he's not just this single. Well, and speaking person. of other dimensions to it, have you grappled with the with Stormy Daniels' allegation that a man came up to her in a Las Vegas parking lot and threatened her life in no, front of no, her? No, if that's true, that's our outrageous but that's and not, that's is, not, but that's not what's in the pattern of behavior of but that's not what's in the headline thuggish conduct yeah yeah no no that if you want to talk about that i i would not disagree and if with you listen to that tape last night they're talking in a way that you most commonly what, associate with the mob this is what people do and it's very frustrating you got to talk about one thing at a time okay otherwise you're, you're literally changing the subject now what made me think of this was just before you came in because david Froome tweeted we haven't heard of a president paying hush money since nixon I'm saying hush money since Nixon. Like Trump trying to keep a consensual affair a secret is like Nixon paying off people to hide his criminality. This is this is the Trump derangement syndrome they're talking about. Now can we talk about the FEC and then we'll get on to something else? Yeah, I would just say I don't have a major problem with his conduct in his private life. I just think this pattern of paying people off and maybe sending people to go talk to them is a worrying no, that's pattern that, that would be for criminal. the President of the United States. It's yeah, it makes me nuts. We're talking about the President. We're not, to, not, we're not well, even talking about the, the President. president. We, school we, board. we don't have any standards anymore. We I mean, elected, this is what it's come to. We elected uh, Donald Trump, uh, a known uh, a game show host or a reality show host, a known philanderer as President. So, I mean, at some point, we got to accept that this is who the man is. It's the frog saying to the scorpion, why'd you bite me? That's right. He's a scorpion. <laughs> I'm a scorpion. And uh, let's move on. Let's let's not get agitated when he does things that, uh, you know, when he's Donald Trump. And let's save our agitation for, for, for the really bad shit. I, I, but, that, but what's weird about it is because... Isn't that technically, not technically, but like very similar to the Bill Clinton thing? Like Bill Clinton had a, what is believed to be a consensual um, infidelity in the White House and he got impeached. And this guy is he doing... He shouldn't have been impeached and he lied under oath. Okay, yeah. Lying under oath is, unfortunately, is a crime. But, but well, what, what is Trump doing? Like, what no, is he doing? No, he did do lie under oath. Never. Well, he's he's never, never lied. No, in this, in this instance, he has not lied under But what I'm saying is I think what people are doing is grabbing anything they can because he's making all these and, other and, offenses. And as a feminist, I would think that the Clinton having sex with his intern when he's her boss and on she's so young. Oh, I'm not a fan of it. Is, is a big, much bigger infraction than Trump having sex with a porn star. Oh, no, I don't care yeah, no, about that. But That's not the infraction that I'm upset about. And, 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 you know, I don't like the whataboutism, as they call it. But, you know, I'm sure if we knew the whole story behind the Mark Rich pardon... We would find a story which is every bit as unseemly as anything we suspect that Trump has done. So everybody I, I just, just think the, the worrying thing is we now. can't jump back decades. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I'm sorry. You know, like, I just think it's You're worrying right. that like the FDR the, ran around on his wife and he was in a wheelchair. Uh, yeah. our, the bar has been lowered so much <laughs> she that was now, a lesbian. now we're just debating. Well, was it illegal or was it just totally unethical no, I and weird? It, I, no, I say he was the victim. 
He was a, it was a man. Ah, heavy, that's a heavy it's word. Audrey. It is a, it is a heavy, that's too heavy word. If you, have, if you have a consensual affair, if you've ever done something wrong in your life. Today? With, with, no, something, else, something that was private in your life. Right. That somebody then, years later, came, was going to use to hurt you. And you didn't hurt them. You didn't hurt them. They're finding a way to use it to hurt you to put money in their pockets. Believing Trump never hurt any of these women. I'm talking about this in this instance. Well, she's not claiming. She says it was consensual. She says that she knew he was married. She went to his apartment. The second you change the fact pattern and you can show me something where he did do something wrong, I'll say you're right. I think you got to factor in that it makes her nuts that he completely denies the entire thing. Like it never happened. Like every dude, you know. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Every dude, right, you know. Are you going to believe your lying uh, eyes? Yeah. You know what I mean? So now the FEC, I, I think that's actually, I, I don't know anything about the law, but to me, for a guy who's always uh, had NDAs, this is a recurring pattern with him. I don't think how, I don't see how this is a campaign expense. For instance. Well, it's, it's an in-kind contribution to his campaign because well, you, it suppresses yes. negative information that would have affected say, the outcome of the you election. You can say that, but I don't believe that would hold. For, because I think this is just... That's the argument. That's right. the argument. I, think it's a, I, think it's, I don't think it holds. In my mind, well, let's say he, uh, let's say he had herpes. And she was going to come forward. No, let's say she was going to come forward with something very personal about him. And he paid it. Paid her. Would he then have to put on his FEC form, I paid off so she wouldn't talk about herpes? Can she? Can, in other words, well, it's probably a, not in that level of detail. But, but. no, well, I'm saying it, <laughs> it, if it's private, it's so, private. But what if he painted his house because he knew he was going to get new screening? What if he gets a, a checkup also, because he wants wants to be? Uh, a, what if he gets new exercise equipment he, because I'm going to run for office? Well, I yeah, want to look good. First of good. all, that's just the law. You have to report your no, campaign expenses. No, no, the, the law uh, is probably not at all written that way. It's probably very clear. They're talking about. Real campaign expenses, and you can try to stretch these things, you know, like the RICO statutes, get it, and everything can be stretched. But the fact is that a guy was doing what he's always done, which was to pay off women to keep it quiet. But he wasn't and, always running for president. Yeah. Right, right. But, I understand that, but, but isn't this— to say he There has, has to, to be another— what, what you're saying is that he had, to, he had to admit this to the country. No, the, I don't the, see that. So, oh, whatever. First I'm of not all, a lawyer about they, that. I don't they've know. repeatedly lied about whether he knew about it. Then they're like, "Oh, of course he knew about it," and that was because they were facing a campaign fin- finance violation. Because otherwise, Michael Cohen would have made it, but it a contribution. I was still upset, by the way, about. Uh, his meeting with Putin, or have we completely moved on? We moved on to we the did. to the to this week. Yeah, no, th- this is much more important than that. He wrote an article. He wrote no, an article. That's what I want to know. If we've moved on completely, or yeah. if we're still juggling. I'll both. talk about that too. He wrote an article. Yeah. Just making fun of poor Alan Dershowitz and his uh, Martha's, Martha's Vineyard. Well, where's thing. Alan? Is he not here on the show? He's not here today. <laughs> did you did you, you hear about Alan Dershowitz complaining? Nobody in Martha's Vineyard will talk to him about it anymore. Talk to him anymore? Because yeah. He's, you know, he's full. Everybody's full. You know, I'm full. Aren't you full? Full of what? No, I love it. I, I, can't, I can't <laughs> love this stuff. I live for it every day. I'm telling you the truth. But I, but I thought I, your article didn't convince me. Oh, I thought See, it was funny. Well, well, I didn't read. <laughs> you read his article? Yeah, Thank I thought you. it was. I thought it was hilarious, and it is. I mean, here's somebody well, well, being like, nobody, me? nobody wants to hang out with me because I made choices that affect the entire country. Like that's pretty <laughs> much. You know what I mean? And I don't think he was. Comp- well. I don't know that he was complaining about people not wanting to hang he, out with he him. He wrote an op-ed in, in a national well, newspaper because, yeah, he complaining wrote, that he's being shunned well, by his friends on Martha's Vineyard. I don't think he was complaining so much as saying, look what it's come to. It's an exercise look, look. in grotesque narcissism. It deserves to be mocked. Well, let me, let me tell you what, you what I thought you got wrong. You said, <laughs> that, and I think I'm on firm ground here. It's going to hurt. 
He said, <laughs> I hate to think about him being uncomfortable on Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tell it, me more please. of your problems. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. It's, well, an, it's an easy target to mock, and, and we're living in a snark society. And you're, and you're right, if you want to look at it there. But the fact is, you said that he was... Um, that he was totally off base by calling it McCarthyism because uh, he's not a government official. No, it's not being the the penalty. He's not losing his job. The punishment he's facing is not being exacted by public officials. Yeah. That is not what McCarthyism it's, is. But it's other private citizens just saying, "I don't want to have drinks." That's, with that's you. what McCarthyism was. No, that was it was a government you know, official you know, leading. But do you know what McCarthyism? You're talking is? about his template, is what you're McCarthyism talking. McCarthyism is a term, and. And if you look it up, you're going to see it, it does, it, it's, a, it's, it's a term that's used for sliming people with innuendo, without evidence. But and it's a you, specific wait, and, reference. And using, and using it, yes, and using it as a way to against them in their personal lives, such that the, peop, the directors... So who's sliming him? Who's the, sliming The directors him? that were blacklisted in Hollywood, this was called McCarthyism. There was no government official Joe McCarthy in that. is who it's named after. Yes. He but, was the chair of a special right. committee uh, you, leading the Red Scare. It, the it, cause of but that. isn't but the truth of the it's matter absurd. is he hasn't he hasn't it, lost his job. He can't not he can go grocery shopping, well, he, he can feed he his family. Well he wasn't saying okay, otherwise. He just he was simply saying that friends are turning against friends and this is to him concerning and I don't think but he was saying anything more than that but but so if you don't certainly not the only guy who's where friends are but, turning but, but against I friends but I think you know. friends turning against friends is is something worth talking about when friends start not talking to each other but that's this like, is this is uh, as a nation this as a nation this is something we need to look at and say well okay you know this is getting pretty bad. I was talking to Jackie just before the show. He said, well, you know, if you were president, what would you do? We have any solutions? I don't have any solutions, but I think the first thing we need to do as a nation is to stop hating each other because I do think that's the most, but, right I mean, now, the most dangerous threat. Can I read the definition of McCarthyism? McCarthyism <laughs> is the practice of making... We hate each other with or without Damn. Trump, we'd be hating each McCarthyism other. Is the pra McCarthyism is the practice of making accusations of subversion or treason without proper regard for evidence. It says that so who way, made an accusation wait, against the term him of is taken on a broader meaning, describing the excesses of similar efforts. The term is now also used generally to describe reckless, unsubstantiated accusations and attacks on character or pages of adversaries. This is not that is that is you're too young, I guess. That is what McCarthyism. When somebody says it's McCarthyism, it does not mean that the government did something so, to so you. So you think this rises to the level of smearing someone's a communist, destroying their career? As a director no, in Hollywood. No, I think that you're, when you say that what, he couldn't call McCarthyism because it wasn't a government who did it to him, don't shows that you don't understand what, that, you weren't, that you weren't clear on what the meaning of McCarthyism is. But I think it's ridiculous. What do you mean it's ridiculous? I've just read you the definition. You, you disagree with the definition? I, I, I disagree with the, the level of you know, pain that he's going through that somehow... Okay. Now, I don't know that he said he was going through great pain. He made the statement. He wrote an op-ed. He made the statement, my friends aren't talking to me. I don't believe, and I haven't read it, that he said he was in great pain. He made the point that Americans are at war with each other. It's a cold war, but Americans are at war with each other, and they're not talking, and he felt that this was... No, he, I think he's making a bigger point than that. What's he, what you, point is he making? Is but I don't recall him saying, woe is me... I'm no, being didn't. persecuted. Uh, this, uh, this, uh, let me, let he me, wrote a thousand-page op-ed about his persecution. Let me try. He wrote a thousand-page op-ed about not being included in in in, in Martha's Vineyard uh, Wine social. Tastings. Let, let me circle. tell you, <laughs> but that me, doesn't mean he was maybe saying. Maybe they well, think he's a pain in the ass. All right, go they, ahead. No. Let, let me tell you what I think he's saying. He's saying that, uh, and I mean, there's a broad context here. Years ago, he was involved in defending the Nazis who wanted to march in Skokie, Illinois. And he was considered a great hero 
by liberals at that time. Now here he is, years later, he's simply making arguments about what he's right. He's not getting personal, he's not bending facts, whatever it is. And, ra and rather than take him on on his arguments, and he had, we had a debate here where he was, he was on one side and David French and Asha, what's her last name, Asha? What was, was, Asha Rangap was on the other side, and I wasn't there, but by all accounts, he more than held his own, and most people said he won the debate. I think he makes good arguments so, around civil liberties so, so, and the, right. the so, ex and excesses saying, of special powers. And he's saying powers. that merely for making objective legal arguments, rather than say, you know, Alan, we really disagree with you, but you know, we know, we know you all these years, and I'm not going to hold it against you because you disagree with me. These erudite elite people are shunning him. But he's not just doing that. For, be, yes, he is just so doing So today he was, on, he was on defending that essential consultants LLC, which Cohen first used as a series of payoff mechanisms and then uses a, a slush fund where corporations would pay him $400,000 for yeah. access to Donald Trump. Yeah. So he was on Fox News today defending that as... He was mostly defending the, the payoffs, but he was saying it's a normal procedure. It happens all the time. He's advised you know dozens not? of clients. I just think we're going beyond you know the scope of civil liberties. Do you which know is that his, it's not? No, I don't. But that's so you now you're that out of separate then, then what's wrong with what he said? Because he, he's saying that it's a civil liberties issue. He's not defending civil liberties. Is he, there something he said that's false in your mind? Uh, yes. So he it? was on a, a Boston area radio show. And on, not in, the prior thing you just said that you think is false. So you can tell me now what you think he said that was false. Well, I think it's false that it's regular practice in... in presidential campaigns to set up an LLC in Delaware to pay off women that you've slept with. Right, I, I, I have a feeling if I look into this, it's not going to be... Impossible violation gonna, of campaign going, finance. It's not going to have happened So you think this happens way. all the time, but we haven't heard about it? No, we only I, hear about I, it now? Let me give you an example. No, let I'm, me give you an example when he was outright false. Okay, He please. smeared Robert Mueller uh, while discussing the Whitey Bulger trial. The, the Boston field office of the FBI yeah. was corrupt during the Whitey Bulger era and sent four men to jail unjustly uh, basically to protect Whitey Bulger because he was an FBI informant. And it was a huge corruption issue because his, you know, he had connections to the government and everything. Uh, Robert Mueller was in the field office at the time, and he has been smeared now in right-wing media and by Alan Dershowitz on a radio show as having been complicit in that effort and having played a role. The judge who oversaw the lawsuit by the men falsely charged, who won a $100 million judgment that that, ju that judge wrote, uh -huh. said Robert Mueller had no involvement in this case, it is complete fabrication. When, con when confronted with that, Alan Dershowitz doubled down and said the only reason the judge could say that is because she's an anti-Trump partisan. So he is not oh, merely... Oh, the, ju the, the judge wrote it now. Yeah, she okay, came well, out and said... That's not on his face false. You don't know. He, what, you don't she know. said Robert Mueller was never mentioned in any of the documents, any of the case. Right, and, and he, listen, he made that okay, up two and things. he would not retract two, it. Two, three things. First of all, you could be right. He could I be, just buried you. No, no. You, you <laughs> first of all, I just said you could be right. That was because, in my article, by First of all, you could be right because it may be exactly as you say. That Trump, that Dershowitz is, is knowingly and intentionally lying. And he can get it wrong, but when, he has to say, I was wrong. Two... It could be that he knows the facts about the case that you don't know, and just because this woman happens to say it, she was 20 the years judge later, presiding yeah, yeah, yeah. over the lawsuit. I, I, I she wrote the judgment. I understand that, but people say whatever it is it, that she could be, that he could be, uh, he, he could feel differently. I believe well, under this I believe that if he was sitting, do you believe that if he was sitting here where I'm saying he would have no facts to offer? In no, his I, I said okay. that he makes good arguments, especially three, around special counsel. I don't think any of those people on Martha's Vineyard are objecting to him because they feel that he smeared Mueller. They're objecting to him because of things like defending. Don, he's saying that the president can fire Comey with or without a reason. That that Dershowitz feels that, for instance, his Trump's son, which Trump, which son met with the Velikskaya, which Trump, someone Don Jr. Don Jr. 
that he's saying he can go meet with somebody who claims to have evidence from Russia, just like a journalist could go meet with them, I, and that's not a crime. And it and people lose their minds when I, Dershowitz I think, says, "Listen, you may not like it, but it's not a crime." I think their problem with him is that they see him on TV almost every day now defending the, the president in some capacity, whether it's on legitimate civil liberties grounds or special counsel. You know, you know, somebody he has can, to... He can defend the, so the president as much him? as he wants, but they don't have to hang out with him. I think he's... They don't have to hang out with him. Right, but, but, they, but they loved him when he was defending Nazis. This is my point. Well, no, I don't think that's he what, was... That's I don't, that's why it's McCarthyism. So. I don't think he's is saying they have to... Def- is that how friendship changes? I don't understand. If, if, if you have opinions, we all have friends that come and go. That just happens. If we are friends and I go on TV every day saying something you don't like, do you have to hang out with me? No, I don't think. Or is that McCarthyism? I don't know that Dershowitz said they have to hang out with him. I'm not even sure Dershowitz said he was devastated by it. He was making the point, and I think the only point he was making is people really are divided right now, and they go crazy and flip their wigs sometimes. When all I, you know, every now and again I go on Facebook, and I don't know why, and I I defend (laughs) Trump, not because I'm a Trump supporter, but because. You know, I don't need to yet be the hundred billionth person to post Trump is bad. I want to. I feel my own. You know, if I have something to say that not everybody's saying, I want to say it. So I might say something defending something Trump did, and everybody just assumes that I'm this, this right across the board. Right across right. the board, I love Trump, and 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 you know, get get. Uh, immediately attack. And they lose their minds. And they lose their minds. See, I have friends who are Republicans and some that still support Trump, and I choose still to hang out with them. But that's my choice. Other people can choose. Yes, and I don't think Dershowitz said it wasn't their choice. He's just saying people kind of get nutty and friendships are... Yes, I don't hear anybody. Everybody has different levels of sensitivity. I think you're being way too... The point is that Dershowitz, in circles of high learning... You would imagine that people could tolerate somebody's good faith, difference of opinion on a point of law and civil liberties. And that if you disagree with it, you could say, listen, I really disagree with you and give. And here's why. Dershowitz, nobody is really taking him on on his arguments. A little bit here and there. He's he's asking, please, Morning Job, have me on. I want to debate you. Lawrence Tribe, please do it. He's begging people to debate him. Nobody wants to debate him. By the way, this is. And they hate him. This is similar to Jonathan Haidt. Who was on our show? We said he was afraid. I believe he said he was afraid to have an American flag. Didn't he say something like that? He was afraid to have an American flag bumper sticker. No, I don't think that was hype. Somebody uh, he said something like that um, because he thought his friends it's, at NYU would look down on him for you know. But it was it's it's similar. So strong, social symbolic. Sh- social shaming is what we're talking about, and it's a real thing. And, and it's worth dis- it's worth discussing. And again, I don't think uh, Dershowitz wants you to feel bad for him, or or uh, or saying his friends are legally or morally obligated to still be friends with him. But he's saying that that these divisions are happening, and it's something that I think is worth discussing. Well, I think he does want you to feel bad for him. I mean, it's not it's not well, just this argument in a talk, vacuum. I'd have to talk to him. But it's not this argument in a vacuum where he's making you know these these arguments about his personal life that he has no stake in. Well, the stake he, is... He wouldn't have written this if he is, wasn't the affected The stake by is, it. is that isn't it sad that friendships are ending because... But, and pe- that is really sad. I agree that's sad. It is sad. But... That, that friendships are ending. And I it's, think it's deeper than that. I, I think he's saying these people are ridiculous because they're, they're, they're grown intellectuals and they, they've lost their minds. They can't even listen to an opposing argument. I just I think you guys are having by, this, by somebody, this discussion. By, by the way, an opposing argument by somebody who has a 40-year track record 
of being on the, the side of good and right. So they ought to cut him a little slack if this one time, after all the defending of civil rights and, 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 and minorities and all that, this one time, he doesn't see it quite their way, they shun him. So you think that's objectively true rather than your, your reading on it? No, I think that's, that's what he was saying in the column. I don't know. I'm, I'm not in Martha's Vineyard to say whether it's true or not. I would just Let's say I think, I, I think this is happening a, a little bit in a vacuum where we're not taking into account that the reason people are reacting so strongly is that they feel like these stakes are higher than in previous political eras. So he shouldn't defend him even if he thinks it's No, right. he should do what he wants, but when this, people react strongly to that, it's probably because they have a perception well, of the it's, world. It's, you know, it's like when he was defending OJ and when he was defending uh, Von Bulow, and, and I think it's very similar. It, it, you, you know, um, when you defend somebody that everybody hates... Uh, you're tarred with that brush. So you but don't think any of this is that he likes being on TV? You think uh, this is all I, you, that might, that I, I'm not be. a mind reader, and I, I'm not going to psychoanalyze I'm telling him, I think that he's making good intellectual arguments. Mostly, I, agree, I agree with that. Agree and, with that. and that anybody who would hold that against him is a jackass. And if somebody with a law degree or an intellectual degree holds it against them, they should be ashamed See, of themselves. I think that you are assuming they hold that against him. I think that oh, they, think they don't like him. <laughs> I think they think they don't like him, or they think that he is he's arguing in bad faith. People, I'll be giving an what example of something I said one time. Outside of his policies, and, and, and you're, you're, a, you're a feminist, so you're probably going to get mad now. I'll tell you something I stupidly said on the show one time, but somebody lost their mind. I actually repeat the story, but but this is what do you need? Oh, this is the kind of thing where you can't. You're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to think out loud or say out loud. Somebody came in and said on the show, what we've heard a million times, rape is about power, it's not about sex. We've heard this, I've heard this my whole life. And I said, I've heard that always. I say, how do we know that? Because I thought when somebody uh, violently robs somebody, we don't ever say it's about power, it's not about the greed for the money. And every man has been filled with, with lust. And, and if you have that, every person, and if you had that and a, and a disregard for, you know, not committing violence on somebody, you might just rape somebody for the lust. And this, and so I said that to a feminist. She, I think she walked off the show. And I was like, and I, and of course, I'm so stupid. I'm like, dude, Stephen, I didn't mean to offend her. I'm asking, like... I think Explain you're it to me. You put I, it on I, the I, table. Right. And that's what Bert Dershowitz, so Dershowitz is doing a similar thing, and they're reacting in the same way. They're like, what the fuck? It's Trump. How can you even How can you even expect us to question I, it? I will, Get the fuck out of here. No, I will say this, and yeah. I'm 100% on your side for this. Yeah. You're not allowed to have discussions anymore. If you make a point and someone doesn't like it, they jump down your throat. That's Dershowitz's point. And so I completely understand that. But we don't know, first of all, that this isn't a bunch of micro indiscretions that turned into macro indiscretions that turned into them not liking this policy or how he treats policy or how he talks about it on TV and sorry okay. I'm short um, but the but the other thing is is that I completely agree that people aren't able to talk about anything anymore and they're not allowed to make mistakes and they're not allowed to grow I mean the one thing I liked about that's a good way to put it and what I what I took away I'm a huge Chappelle fan and one of the things I really enjoyed about I can't remember what's special, but he talked about you're going to have to accept imperfect allies. And that's not just in the feminist movement, in the Me Too movement, that's in all movements. In anything. And, right. and, and things are changing. Like, I had, I have, uh, um, you know, friends that have transitioned, and I've had to take away a lot of vocabulary that I had, 
very nicely was told, I don't, that doesn't make me feel good. I don't appreciate it. Instead of being jumped down, somebody taught me. And that only happened probably because we're friends. I'm sure in different instances, whether it's online or they don't know them, they're aggressive about it. So I think the biggest problem- Or they problem, just write you off. Exactly. So I think the biggest thing with the Trumps and, you know, Trump supporters and, and more liberal sides is that people don't want to listen. People are hurt. People are angry. Things are getting taken away, and they assume, make assumptions, and they jump down their throat. They don't want to learn. And they attack you personally. I had a situation. I might as well, but well, I have a friend who was transitioning, and he was keeping it a secret. And somebody got a hold of it, and I felt and and spread it spread it around, right right among the people that he was clearly trying to keep it a secret from. Yeah. And he's, a, he's an old dear friend of mine, and I confronted this dude, dude and I said. Why did you out so and so? You could yeah. have, you, you could have just spoken to him, and he and and his answer to me was, as a gay man, I resent you telling me about outing. And you know, they, he immediately resorted to that, and I got furious. I said, "Don't! How dare you pull that card?" I said, "Here, he was trying to keep it a secret, and that's his the choice. The people he was trying to keep it a secret from know about it because of you." And I'm saying you outed him, and your only answer is to attack me as some sort of bigot. You know, yeah, I like have no I, right. Because he take that as a person, not as a gay man. Yeah, it's just like it's like making you know. So, so what we're constantly it's it's a whole mixture of identity politics and and character assassination, and it's and a cultural acceptance of people, uh, not holding people to the to the obligation. You know what? Calm down and make some reasoned arguments. But I think, and, including Dershowitz, everybody. Call, there used to be a time when people had a lot more tolerance and a lot more expectation that somebody had to answer you directly in a logical way. And I think you have and, to take into account the structural issues. And in that's play why too. I didn't like your your articles because he, because it was you mostly <laughs> just all of them. No, because <laughs> it, it would have been fine. Like you're in right, your optically he's go oh, poor me on Martha's Vineyard with all my money. But then I it, I thought it would have been. But again, I don't least, know if that was the tone of the article. No, but I'm saying, but it, okay, you want to make that observation? It's fine. But then at least be fair to him and make the best presentation of his argument. I said in and my then, article that he made solid arguments around special counsel overreach and civil liberties when it comes to these investigations and that he had been consistent in his opposition to Bill Clinton's special prosecutor situation. All right, fair enough, fair enough. And this. All, I'm, all I said was that writing a, this op-ed in The Hill was a little silly to me. I understand... The McCarthyism thing is what really set me off. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah, but I, I mean, I interpreted that more in the, in the strict you know, governmental definition. Um, and I see your point about how this is leading to the divisiveness, but I think there are a lot more factors in play than just this interpersonal conflict. By the way, I know, it's, I know it probably infuriates you and you find it arrogant for me to say it's an issue of age, but actually, it really is an issue of age because when you're, when you're my age and you've heard the term McCarthyism your whole life, I, I know what it means in a way that you wouldn't know. It's really like... It's, it's, so it's, That's right, it, I'm, be, I'm trying to be kind about yeah, it but, that way. But, but, but rest yes. assured, yeah. Noam is condescending to you because you're young. But he'd, no. much but he'd much rather be your age. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying it's because you're not smart or because you're uninformed or whatever. It is. You just haven't no, lived. What, what I'm saying, Noam yeah. only has a few years left. <laughs> <laughs> That's called it's a, it's just call about it. over, isn't it? And actually, he's going to suck the youth out of you after the show. Uh, That's, I do that. That's what we call a callback in the comedy business. <laughs> That's why we're both here. Um, no, I'm, I'm just saying that to extra the only thing that you can... That to only extrapolate he's got a that good this radio is some voice, right? A big deep. I was gonna say he's got a good voice. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, does. Good, good yeah. voice for radio. Jackie, you should, you should, you you should have a podcast. I've, I've heard this before. You guys gonna set it up for me? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> he's got a rich timber. Uh, <laughs> is it the word timber? Timber, timber. I think. Do you see him just disarm you? 
<laughs> Tamra sounds like a, a hot nice dog. After he slipped in the age bar, then he got the, the voice. No, got and then he rubs his arm against your face. is sweetly. Do you work out? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Paul Mercurio has uh, yeah, yeah, arrived. Yeah. I, I, so, uh, so, so, so go ahead, finish your point, and then we're gonna. Uh, well, that's what Paul said. Go ahead. I would only say that this is not merely some sort of interpersonal dis like disagreement where people just sort of are, you know, meaner to each other now. There are yeah. structural issues in terms of how people are 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 being fed information, are are getting information. That is the biggest source of the di divide to me: the red feed, blue feed thing, where we know we no longer even operate off of the same set of facts or the same reality. Yep. And I think that is a more powerful factor than. You know, people getting meaner to each other, which is sort of the vibe I got from this Dershowitz okay. thing. We're going to ask you to to, to, to let Paul know Trump's going to Trump's going to last four years or not. Yeah, I think you'd be reelected. Okay, Paul, th thank you very much. Well, I didn't hear a word he just said because I was I was listening to his voice after you said <laughs> that. It was beautiful, right? Voice. By the way, you Remarkable. know who else has a beautiful tone in his voice? Damn. Donald Donald Trump. Boy, hey, that's light, a, lighten that, up, no, lighten up, back That's off. a hot take. That's a hot take. All right, no, but, Jack. But actually, go ahead, go ahead. Jack Holmes, everybody. You can read his bylines regularly in... Esquire.com. Esquire.com. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Hang out and have a drink. Paul, come out. I want. I, the rumor has it that you have a Broadway show. Come here, Paul. Jackie, you know Paul Mercurial? I don't, I don't know. The legend? He's, like, he's a, an Emmy Award winner. All right. I'm sorry, oh, he wanted to tell you. I'm, I'm sure we've met a million times. <laughs> He's also a regular, I believe, on Anthony Acumia's uh, broadcast. He, okay, Paul, the... so, oh, you do know, Paul, can I say, can I say why, are, are, actually, I'm not supposed to talk about that thing in your past? No, you can say whatever Paul you want. is the guy who was in, my, in, in with uh, Opie and Anthony who was having sex in, Mar in uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral. Oh, congratulations. They, yeah, remember that? And they, got, and they lost this. I absolutely remember that. I wasn't the guy having the sex. I was one of the spotters, like, calling in for points and... Uh, you know, it that was a whole. I had such a problem with that because if you're not a religious person, that's just a fucking building. Yeah, it's just a building. People having sex in a building. You know, that's a good point. No one's ever said that. The problem I had was that it was the third year they were doing the contest. It was signed off on by the by the um, uh, station, and all and of a sudden the station's like, "You did what?" Everybody was pointing at. The, uh, and I they, didn't know that. And I that was in jail overnight, nuts. and they didn't. I was I was in jail for a night, and the, and the company for being the spotter. Yeah, they arrested the three of us. Loser. And the, they didn't. <laughs> I know. At least I didn't even get laid out of it. <laughs> not even in jail. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, now we're rolling. And uh, although it was funny, they did bring me. It was just like Law and Order. They brought me into like a little room. It was really hot. It was August, and the guy one big, little window. Yeah, it was. I'm telling you, it was like a tiny desk, and it was like big, big, two big detectives. And a guy takes his big hand. And he goes, "You think that's funny having sex in the church? What would your mother say?" And he slams on the thing, oh, and I went, "Well, my mother doesn't go to church. Don't be a wise ass." And he just, <laughs> and Meanwhile, it, he's got a cross. Well, you know what he wanted me to do? There was a pre-production meeting. I'm using air quotes because. Anthony was playing video games. Nobody was paying attention. And he goes, just tell us whose idea this was, and we'll let you go. I'm like, so you want me to rat out my friends for a public indecency charge? I go, I'm not going to do that. So, But the problem was that everybody, nobody um, nobody supported each other after it happened. You know, it was like... It was, where usually words, they'd all be taking credit for the bit. Yeah. You know, the exact they threw them under the bus. They threw you under the bus, Paul. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, they did a little bit for a while. You know, what happened was I had to threaten the, the company because... Uh, before we went out, somebody was videotaping a girl blowing her boyfriend, 
Uh, and uh, the president of Sam Adams was there, who was a sponsor of it. By the way, you know what you won if you won the contest, if you were the couple? A two-day trip to Boston to, to visit the Sam Adams Brewery. Oh, yeah. That was what you got. So I had to go to the station and say, I think I see what you're doing. He goes, well, I go, well, you didn't send us. And the poor couple was like this couple from West Virginia that had never been to a big city before. I go, well, like, we're sitting in jail all night. You got, you got a million lawyers on payroll. Oh, well, you know, I go, look, don't, don't fuck around. He goes, well, I go, look. I, because literally at this point my wife called because CNN, all the all the press had come to my they they published my address anyway and so the press was at my house and I said I'm going to just go to the press and tell them that there's videotape of a woman blowing her boyfriend and Sam the guy from Sam Adams is standing there drinking a beer tell me how that's going to play with his yeah customers they go oh okay and then they got me a lawyer but it was just kind of really shitty it was just I love when everybody gets appalled and meanwhile it's all, the, all the people getting appalled are people without a religious bone in their fucking yeah. body but well, you know Anthony is. said something interesting I mean Anthony said it was kind of due like six months earlier they had done the Boyer bus incident where there was women naked showering and the bus would drive around the city and Jim Norton and Louis Black got arrested and so when you have those kind of shows shock shows you, I think you have to keep pushing the boundaries, right? Right, of yourself. course. So he said, you know, Jackie's beyond Stern. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't get along, Howard and those guys, right? There was like a tension between those o guys. Howard and, and Open, Open Anthony. Just uh, because they were the new kids on the block. Uh, you know, it's so funny because when I started the Stern show, Howard went off the wall because the morning guy, Don Imus, said, I don't want him saying my name. I don't want him referring to me. And he was the king of the hill. So Howard... Couldn't do anything. And then when Opie and Anthony came around, and Howard was like, I don't want them using my network. <laughs> it was Animal House. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was exact yeah. 180. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, I've had this experience, and I think it's comparable. When it's your thing, you begin to get very, very protective of it. And people who, who look at you are like, why are you getting so sensitive? Why? But when you worked as hard as you have to get somewhere... It drives you crazy when somebody tries to leech off it in any way. It's like, build your own fucking name. I did it on my own. Don't, because he knows, Howard knows. So you know, like, I, you know, we've, had, we've had experiences here where people accused us of, we, you know, you, competition is good. You should want your competitors to do well. And I was like, come bullshit. I don't, I don't want right. my competitors to do well. Right. I have nothing against them. I, I respect them. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. They, sh they should do it. Well, the reason you should want your competitors to do well, in a sense, is... It's for you guys. ...is because the comics in Get New York better. City, if, it's, if New York is a place the comics want to be, that benefits you. Listen, I... And if the, also, if the comedy seller is the club, only game in town... One can't make a career. I mean, I have to leave to make a living. I can't actually pay my bills just doing clubs in the city. So the point is, is if I was the more clubs that are successful, the more likely Liz Mealy will be around. That the, is true. I'm never here. The fact is, yes, but, and people know what they're supposed to say, but if you give sodium pentothal to almost anybody, they will tell you, of course I don't want my competitors also, to do well. Also, if, if, if the comedy seller... That was one of his If the comedy seller is the only... Everybody's rooting for the other guy to not do well. That's, that's yes. what he's... If, yeah, that was him. Yeah. By the way, would you rather the comedy seller be the number one club in a vibrant comedy scene or the number one club with no other clubs? But it's, he, it's, makes a, he makes a good point. I think everybody wins. If people hear about comedy in New York, the tourists, they come. Like If, if multiple sh clubs are thriving, it's not just good for us. It's just, I think, good for the business overall. But it makes not knowing, I'd say it'd be much better for everybody, for everybody to be doing well. But I don't own the club. If I was you, I'd probably... 
No, I, I, I want, I would like to be the number one club in a vibrant scene, but not because I'm, I wish well on my competitors, but because I know if there's a vibrant scene, yes. then, then there's more longevity in the industry. But, uh, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not sitting there cursing my competitors. I'm just saying people are full of shit about this stuff, and they, and they always uh, say things for public consumption. Paul, you have a Broadway show. Yeah. Is this really Broadway, Broadway? Like it's, we're Fiddler and Guys it, and Dolls and Paul Mercurio? It's, it's, it's on Broadway. It's on its way it's or on, it's up? It's up. Well, it is and it isn't. Uh, tonight, we had previews last week. Monday night, this week was opening night. And a homeless guy lit a fire in a stairwell, and we had the and there was a fire in the theater, and we had to cancel the shows this oh, week. Oh God! Oh wow! No. Well, yeah. well, what's the what's the shoe? Um, what's that? Well, what's wait, the shoe? Wait, wait, before you, right. you must be crushed. Yeah, I'm really Jesus. Fucking, that's a horrible right story. Yeah, because we've been working really, really hard. We have publicists. We've been really, and we had good numbers. And you know, it's just hard to do any entertainment in this was, city. Was so somebody? Did somebody do it, or was really a homeless no, guy? No, it apparently is a guy. Was it a Kumia fan? It was. He <laughs> <laughs> was Opie, uh, and uh, no, I, I, apparently there was like he went up a stairwell, and there was this one door that was supposed to be locked. There's like a closet with a machinery in it, and he lit a fire in it because they told him to get out of the stairwell. And I'm in there at 4:30, and this, you know, we're rehearsing, and then all of a sudden this. Smoke coming in, and I'm on a conference call. I'm like, ah, oh, this is probably just like a computer caught fire. And you know, next thing you know, like the place is filled with smoke. But, but you don't suspect sabotage or anything like that. No, it, no, no. It was just a guy that was angry and just got back at them. And so, you know, we had all this build up to this week and opening night. And we had press come in, and I think I sent you the Wall Street Journal Yeah, it's Journal all over thing, my Facebook you know, feed like and everything. And, and, and you ask, you're going to ask them about what kind of show it is? Yeah, where, where are the Amish? We're going to build you a yeah. barn. We'll help you. What, what's the show? Yeah, well, I, it's an audience, a uh, completely audience interactive show where I talk to people in the audience. It's not a crowd work show. I bring them on stage randomly and talk to them because what I've been finding is when I do it, I'm getting these incredible stories from people that aren't just funny but like human and not to sound schmaltzy but like so it's a, it's a theater show it has a beginning and end there's a there's a really cool set that was his designed his last tears yeah shut so up it's like, I hate you so much well, are you saying people are interesting is that what well, you're here, saying no, well, here, <laughs> no, here, it's so the here's humans the story. of New York on Broadway with Paul McCurry yeah, well this could much. be your it's, Nanette it's Paul Linklater maybe oh, let's talk about Nanette have so, you seen so Nanette so let me tell you a story for yeah. example I was in uh, Minnesota doing stand up and I brought a woman on stage she's a lesbian I said, is your partner here? She said, yeah. Well, the partner came up. I said, how long have you been married? They go, oh, a couple of years. How'd you meet? They start giggling. I figure, okay, well, there's a story. She said, the partner said, well, I was married. I have three kids. Married to a guy. We met at a softball game. Um, you know, one thing led to another. We struck up an affair. I divorced my husband. We got married. And we all live in the same house together with my ex-husband. And we sleep in the bed that my ex-husband and I slept in with the three kids in the same house. And everybody was like, holy well, fuck. Yeah. That's a $50 ticket? You know what, what I mean? And, what, what's uh, he drink? Shut up. And, and so, you know, so anyway, yeah, you're really helping me right now. Uh, just burn, wow, burn it down again. making a lot of jerk-off movements. Can I buy online? I think I got a fire to start. <laughs> um, so anyway, you know, there's like, you know, that kind of stuff. And then we had a 67-year-old couple last Tuesday night, married a year. I said, uh, how's your marriage? They said, great. It's like an open marriage. I go, oh, you see other people? And they're like, no. We're just very open sexually. 
and we explore what kind of marriage is that <laughs> and then it turns out that she he's a dom and she's a sub and they play these snm role playing games yeah, that made the same face Jackie just made. <laughs> this was three minutes into the show. And no, I'm making the last a face because I'm thinking expect. i got to try it. There's the last people you would expect. Like, they're the people that... Did you ever do... Yeah, you're thinking they're married 35 years. Have you ever done role-playing sexually? I was no. in leverage. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm boring. Have I'm you boring. ever? No. Have you ever? No. What, role-playing bed? Yeah. I certainly have. I've what, cried. Really? Does that it's count? It's so weird to me. What, what was your role play? I'd rather not say, but I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> come on. <laughs> because come on. people tend to look askance at the, su- the certain. It's too late. Certain you can't. Was this master slave role play? Wasn't quite master slave. What was it? Were you the woman? <laughs> I'd rather not say. Was this Holocaust? Uh, <laughs> what was it? Concentration <laughs> camp. Uh, but the words. Show daddy what you did with the boys in school might have come up. Oh, this is, this is uh, um, interesting. Uh, interesting. Incest. It's incest uh, play. In any case, let's talk about Nanette. <laughs> no, <laughs> Dan, this is amazing. And and it was well, your your idea. Or you were just indulging the woman. I, as I recall, it was her idea. Oh, okay. And even if it I feel so bored, I've never been tied up. I yeah, never did I any of that. You of can that. still do. We that. don't even use like You're a vibrator. Not, you got or more anything. Never too young. Do you use a vibrator? No. I use a vibrator? With the wife. My wife you're fucking talking about. What the hell's the matter with well, you? Well, you just brought it up. Why can't we talk He's about your married. life? He's not married. What well, difference does it make? We, we, I don't use one. Years we ago, don't use years one. Anyway. Years ago, before we were married, we, we, we had a, 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 a... I can't... I can't. What'd you do? Retire the vibrator? Yeah, I ran out of batteries. Nobody ever changed them. <laughs> yeah, that is. Good an- that was a good answer. It's still sitting Well, there. now I feel like, uh, you know, I feel stupid because I revealed something about my sexuality and nobody else did. So maybe Your somebody else would be nice enough to reveal their freakiest fantasy. No, let's talk about Nintendo. I'm not okay, dumb. Huh? I'm not dumb. You're not dumb. You're yeah, not d- I'm not going to talk, talk about that stuff. You just say no. <laughs> you're I, right, you're I right. slept with a one-legged woman. But I thought Is that true? Be- of course it's true. Was that a turn-on or uh, in any way? No, but it sure shows me that nobody read my goddamn book. <laughs> <laughs> you were Paul McCartney. No, not only... It's so funny because I was obviously so drunk, I have no idea what I did or didn't do. I just woke up in the morning and here's this woman, you know, with no other leg and I went into the bathroom and sat in the bathroom and in the corner of the bathroom was the leg oh, I mean from thigh down like a leg a yeah. goddamn leg leaning against the corner and I so my bathroom and at this house I lived in had another door I went out jumped in the car went to see a girl I had been seeing and wound up living with her for two years just because I was running from the from the one-legged woman. <laughs> was she missing but an arm, the other the interesting part woman? of the story is years later, I break up with the girl and I'm living with a drunk and a heroin addict and this guy was, one of the roommates was so drunk, he came home with a girl with one leg and he didn't fucking know and I woke up in the morning because I was always drunk, went in, I swear on my mother, sat on the toilet, because I always sat down in the morning, because I, I, otherwise I'd fall down. And in the corner was this, it might have been the same fucking leg. I'm like, once a lifetime, fine, not twice. There oh it was. God. I thought you were sitting down in the morning because you had morning wood. No. But some, like like what, we what, all what do. What is that? Why do you sit down? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have morning wood, it's sometimes easy to pee if you're sitting down. You know, you're right. You gotta, but you gotta have put it. Getting it's. No, I had a whole past. Oh. I had yeah. a bit on one we'll of my albums about. You, I tough it out. You become the bobbing duck. Remember those bobbing ducks? <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, Liz. I, you don't yeah. think I've been around comics for 15 years? That are, All right. Oh, Nanette. Never talk about. What, Nanette, now, Nanette is a big controversy because Michael Che. Who well, wants, who Michael wants Che recently oh. said that he's tired of what he calls stand-up tragedy and that complaint that 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 that, that you should. It's not comedy to talk about tragic things that happen in your life when there's no punchline within 100 miles. And granted, well, it isn't. It's you a don't one, agree it's with a one, that? It's a one-woman well, show. Well, yeah, I, I think agree that it's not comedy, but it is still a valid thing. It's a valid form of art. A valid I think, art I think form. what bothers me is that I've been, I, do, I did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival two years ago. As soon as I saw that the quotes were like, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, da, 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 like I knew it's a one-woman show. I, there's, so I went in knowing it was a one-woman show. I also right. had two comic friends ago. I couldn't get past 10 minutes. and another friend that couldn't get past 26. We tried to watch it again. She fell asleep at 26 minutes again. It's, it's an okay comedy special that would have probably been good if it was 20 minutes. And it's a pretty good one-woman show. Hey, Gilbert, show. Gilbert Godfrey. You're talking about Nanette? Nanette. I, I actually... Gilbert, you, want, you want to sit down, Gilbert? There are definitely components Paul, of it that are... Gilbert, Gilbert, come sit down. Gilbert, you want, you want, to, you want, to, you want to join us? I don't... Paul, Paul, Paul you'll come back. Huh? Don't let him sit down. Come on. Come on, Gilbert. Well, go. I don't make the poor man if he doesn't want to join us. I, I've, I've asked Gilbert to do the show, he and, and he's always us. skittish well, about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's but never given me an enthusiastic yes. Nobody yelled at me for sitting down again. Gilbert, well, that, that's when you ask. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the net, Gilbert, the, the, uh, the uh, Netflix special that all everybody's talking about? Uh, uh, Hannah Gadsby's the net. It's no. She, no, you haven't seen it. Okay. No. Well, it's a Netflix special where... Uh, Hannah Gadsby talks about her experiences as a lesbian woman. In at, Tasmania. In Tasmania. Which I think is important to talk about because she's t coming from a place of it was literally illegal to be gay in her country. Like, I think that's a, that's where she's approaching it from. I think there's definitely good aspects of it. I think it was, like, okay. I can definitely identify. <laughs> I, I, came up, I don't do characters, by the way, but I did come up with a character uh, called Hannah Dice Gadsby. <laughs> Hickory dickory duck I was bullied and harassed non-stop The clock Now I'm talking like Gilbert Yeah <laughs> The clock struck true too I stood to myself I stayed true And now I'm as strong as a rock Ooh I was depressed I didn't wear a dress so, so anyway. By the way, uh, I just uh, think it's remarkable that we're still talking about Dice 35 years on, oh, or 30 years on. <laughs> All right, if we're being politically incorrect, I'm telling Gilbert a joke, because I always tell Gilbert a joke when I see him, and I got a joke I haven't told him yet. Go ahead. Okay. Two cops pull over two priests, and the cop comes up to the window, and the priest says, can I help you, officer? And the cop says, we're looking for two child molesters. And the priest looks at the other priest, and he turns, and he says, we'll do it. <laughs> 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 so, so Gilbert, this is what. Yeah, so, so, so this, so this lesbian woman from Tasmania, she she did a show, and the, basically the last half hour is just like her really basically just telling the story of her sexual assault and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I and, don't think it's that simple. I think she's she's ta her it, whole. It sounds funny so far. <laughs> yeah, and she it's works. Fine. Yeah. It's just no. not a comedy and, and show. I agree. Oh. It's good. It's just not, it's like almost mislabeled. It's like it's like putting you know singer songwriter in hip hop. I it's thought like, it was riveting. 
and it was and I, and I and I don't agree with her politics, and I don't I don't agree with the fact that she can speak generalize about men and all that stuff. But I could not turn it off, and I couldn't stop watching it. What and would you call the comedy show? I would say the show? last half hour. Uh, there were some a jokes. one person show is what you call but, it. It's a one it's a one woman show. So, but, but what I want to ask Gilbert is is what do you think it d- needs to be to be called a comedy show? The laughs come first, the entertainment come first. Do you, how do you feel about this whole thing about honesty See, is the most I, important thing? I I what I always love about these like one man shows or performance art is if you've got two lines that sound vaguely like a joke within a five-hour show they go oh it's very funny (laughs) yeah well yeah it has a different meter of judgment i mean that's what i came up with what's harder making people laugh or making people Cry and feel and, and well, think about it. Movies, that's pretty much what it is. Watch a Pixar movie; you'll cry within a half hour. I mean, there's there's people people decide how they're going to uh, connect to people. No, no, and, made we, the, yeah, and we've decided to use it with jokes. And I do think you can leap over a lot of topics and you can talk about things most people can't talk about better with jokes than you can with emotions. Especially because most people try not but to the feel the emotions. Word. You're saying jokes, but you're saying there's no jokes in the show. I'm not saying there's, there's no there's jokes in the show. I'm saying what I'm saying what Gilbert said, which is you have a few, and now all of a sudden people are like, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. When really, it's a really potent, smart, thoughtful, at time funny one what, woman what show. They just did a great ad for the show without mentioning I think, funny. So why wait, wouldn't they just what, what sell it that way? What because they're saying is that it's redefining comedy. That Louis C.K. and his brand of Some humor is now like, irrelevant. Well, it's so, like going to see a yeah. baseball game and say, "Look, they've redesigned football." <laughs> <laughs> it's what, apples and what, oranges. One, one person said that it's basically made Louis C.K. irrelevant. I wouldn't go as far as to say that everybody's saying that. But, one but, one writer for Slate or HuffPo or one of those. But I've heard the comments look, of that of that. Well, a lot of people seem to sentiment. think that this is 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 perhaps the way comedy is going this or is an, should be going. An inflection point in the progression but, of comedy. But why not just yeah. sort of do it at the moth, do it at a place where it's a true storytelling place and not label it a comedy. Like you can still tell the story and maybe Netflix puts it on and not I can't I don't see it redefining comedy because I think people want to hear jokes. Not that that's a bad. I think you're thinking, show. where is the homeless fire starter now that we really need him? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, see, I think the show should be advertised. You'll appreciatively kind of laugh uh, twice. But yeah. It is pretty good, though. But in the UK, they ha- like. I feel like there's occasionally uh, one-man shows. Like you look at like uh, Berbiglia and like a lot of those kind of things. Um, they're there, but. Uh, the UK and especially the Fringe Festival, which she kind of blossomed out of, that's what they want. Should Those I? are the people that win. So if if Nanette coming out in Europe, it's it's standard. Nobody's it's not blowing anybody's mind because when they think of comedy, they that's think of, they think of they it. think of one woman shows, one man shows. And here, what I did the Fringe Festival, I was labeled an American Hour. That's what they called what I did it. An hour of stand up had a theme and an arc, but at the end of the day, it was joke. Jo- I was called a joke machine. Because it's called the American Hour. We just do something differently. So it's all these American comics that are going, especially New Yorkers, because we, you know, if you want to survive in this community, you better have jokes and you yeah, better have no one will fucking throw you out of here on your ass yeah. so fast. I know. If they're not howling for right. 10 minutes straight, you will be out on your caboose what right on McDougal Street. Is, is this fair? And we've got, we, I, then I yeah. want to turn over to Gilbert to say whatever he wants, and then we, we got to wrap it up. Are you kidding? Can we delete the part where I talk about. Uh, incest fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll vote on it. Is this fair that there is something 
Or is, um, that, my, or is that my one-person show? It's going to be the promo. <laughs> <laughs> is there something... That, that does she lose points in some way for the fact that she's recounting something that happened to her, and something happens to you, you don't get, you know, you may tell it in a very powerful way, but in the end, you you are it's a it's a it's fortune that it happened to you or misfortune. It's not you didn't create it, you didn't write it. You're just telling people the story of what happened to you. In other words, you. David well, you know, Tell and that's never, not creative. But you Keith, Keith Roberts was it. David Tell never had sex with a woman doggy style because she's. Just passed out that way. Yeah, he had to make so does he up. get extra credit? <laughs> well, this no. is also interesting. The last w- one of sorry, our Keith. greatest, I'm sorry, you guess, you know, yeah, yeah. greatest Keith comics, yeah. already did this. Richard Pryor did this. He told what happened to him, but the secret is he made it funny. So and it think? was tragic, but he still made it funny. Did you see Hannah? So that yes, I did. What'd you think? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but Keith, you know what I thought. But isn't it interesting? Like I'm a, know, like Chappelle at the end of his special talks about kind of being like he uses the analogy with the pimp and and the book and he makes this huge analogy and it's just a valid point and he kind of you know what I mean he takes you on a journey and what I'll give Chappelle is he was funny the entire time and then he made this potent observation right, and but, then he left so it's really about what people enjoy and you know, I, I this is her first why, time making a special I mean I, I'm. Sorry, I'm, I go back to why label it a comedy. Why not just exactly. say, just, just if you're, if they, that's like. You, you want to say anything else, kid? You want to label it a piece of art? Label it that. Yeah. But okay, but, comedy is comedy. But, but Keith, as a piece of art, is it valid? It does it have merit as a piece of art, in yes, your estimation? I, yeah, it's her, her uh, speaking whatever she speaks, and that's okay, I guess. Did you watch but, the whole thing? No, I, I, no. <laughs> to did be you, honest, no. no, no did I, you make it to the end? Because they, they labeled it a comedy, and I want to look at it. I wasn't laughing. Yeah. So you didn't make it to the end, though? No. Okay. Would you be willing to make it to the end just to no. judge on a full piece? Not now, no. <laughs> She's asking you on a date. Uh-huh. She's asking you on a date, Keith. No. She... <laughs> I'll hold your hand. Let's do this. <laughs> I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, you're losing your mojo. <laughs> Totally missed that. I think you you wanted Gilbert to to uh, yeah Gilbert. I want you to whatever you want to talk about. You did the Jeff Ross uh, David Tell special. You stole the show. I don't know how they're going to edit it, but you were the you were the the highlight of the entire thing, in my opinion. Oh, thank you. Was it? What did you think about it? Oh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert, it was. It was I don't so know if funny. I I don't know if I'd call it a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Those were some really so Tell and, and Ross did these shows. With, with Jeff Ross and David Tell, I, I don't know if that uh, is a comedy <laughs> show necessarily that they do. It's it's performance it's art. It's performance art. Yeah. They, they bump the mics. <laughs> no, those were really funny, really, really oh, funny thank shows. You. When does it come out? Uh it's gonna be out in a few months, I think. Oh nice. Anyway, so it's, on, a, it's on Netflix? It's going to be on Netflix, yeah. They shot three nights in the underground, there, and they're doing three half-an-hour shows, so they have a lot of stuff to e- yeah. e- edit from. And Bob Saget came. I, maybe I'm not supposed to talk about it. I don't know, but but it was really, really great. Uh, okay, that's it. This is a really nice uh, um, lineup of, of people to talk. I wish we could talk for a whole other hour, but we can't. Anybody? Well, we, we, theoretically, we could. But um, we won't be able to air it. Well, we talk yeah, but you might slip <laughs> well, again. Well, you, you could. Uh, we could be friends. No, no, somebody else it. has to reveal <laughs> a, a nasty, freaky uh, uh, sex experience, so that I so that I've, I. Won't. I've had a lot of threesomes. I don't know if that. Oh counts. come on! You can't compare that to what I revealed. Like, I've never done anything like you revealed. We're all good people. 
Is, uh, uh, what is it? <laughs> da- daddy, daughter, porn? What? I've never had a threesome. What is it like? What is a threesome like? I'm serious. I've never had. Like, are you feeling like overwhelmed because you got to try to satisfy two women at the well, same no, time? Well, no, no, I've never said it was with two women. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, then. Uh, uh, well, I used, I've, I had two sets of threesomes, and um, uh, they both kind of ended the same way. Is that in the end, you start hooking up developing a connection with one of the two women and the other one begins to feel left out and then it just kind of disintegrates. That's that's what it's like. But the first the first time he's like, oh my God, I can't believe this is really like Penthouse Forum. <laughs> You'll it? never Penthouse. I came out from Michigan State back home to Oyster Bay with my piano player and I don't know what we were drinking or smoking or what we are doing, but my girlfriend at the time, who I really didn't care about that much, somehow we wound up in a threesome and I will never forget this because he was fucking her and she was saying, thank you. <laughs> this is two guys and a girl. And I'm thinking, you know, in, in, she, in other words, it's like she's saying, oh, so that's what it's supposed to feel oh like. You know? I, I would I've never, never do forgotten it. that. I would never do it with ago. another dude. It has to be two women. I you would... brush up against the other guy. It's like, oh. Oh, no, I, I couldn't. Paul would do it. Would you, would you do it? Would you do it? Dan? I'm looking up to see if I'm normal online. Would you do it? Would, <laughs> would you have a threesome with two guys? Um, two guys no, and a girl. No, I would prefer not to do that. No, that would that wouldn't turn me on um, at all. I might do a tag team size thing where like, okay, you do your thing and then maybe I'll come over and do my thing, but you'll stand like ten what feet if away. He pretends to be the uncle. If I grew a third arm, I could have a threesome. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, and uh, we're not, it's, it's not nice to ask. I, I'm still, you may be a feminist, but I still believe it's not nice to ask a lady these things. So I'm not going mean, to. But if you want to, you know. Has anyway. anybody ever had a threesome with two uh, comedians? That would be weird. I just, especially because you're just going to favor the one that's funnier. I just think it would be well, weird. Well, the, the one that's they, funnier. Yeah. The All one, of a sudden you're just like, oh my God, he's so funny. Well, the I'm woman, well, the woman would favor the one that's funnier. The guy would favor the one that's more attractive. I mean, that's always what guys do. Not, not the most more attractive. It's the one that... that, that well, whatever it would be, it probably yeah. wouldn't be based on funny. No, it wouldn't be. All right. Anyway, do you remember that joke? How do you give a comedian a hard on? Put on an apron. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. All right. Sorry. Uh, um, Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Oh, can I mention my show? Uh, Yeah, we did. I'm sorry. Like like where it is and Uh, how they can get tickets? Yeah, of course. Sorry. Paul Mercurio. Um, Permission to speak with Paul Mercurio. You go to Ticketmaster and get tickets. Permission to speak. So don't, it's don't called Permission give, give it to Speak shift. with Paul Mercurio at the at the uh, Jerry, Jerry Orbach Theater at 50th and Broadway. Oh, and great. yeah, and it's uh, you can go to Ticketmaster and get tickets. Opening night, barring a fire, is this Monday. It runs through uh, August and it's three nights a week. So hope you can come and support it. And um, can maybe I I'll talk to you. And it'll be funny. And my podcast is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. Is it really? He was on my yes. podcast, by the way, and he was great. We taped it at the Village Underground. Paul, we don't, Paul, had, Paul had Gilbert Gottfried on his podcast. Paul had Paul McCartney on his podcast. Whoa! Yeah. Which is infuriating me. And I still don't know who he thought you were. <laughs> I, know he, I know he confused you for someone. You want someone. a serious answer? It's because yeah. I didn't ask him for an autograph or a picture, and I talked to him like a normal person. That's what people have told me. Like, I just shoot the shit with him in the hallway, and... And I blew him. That too. No. Right. no. Good night, every. Oh, you're, Sorry. Right. Liz Mealy. LizMealy.com. Right. Good. Uh, Jackie. I tweet jokes every day at 4:20 p.m. International Marijuana Time at Jackie Martling. Filthy, wonderful, terrific old jokes. 
and GilbertGottfried.com. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>